Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to this week's episode of Deep Soul Awakenings. I am your host, Millie. Um, so for today's episode, I decided to talk about myself a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong. I am still very much free, free Palestine, free Sudan, free Congo, free Hawaii, free all of the natives around the world, all the indigenous peoples and, you know, free the water. Honestly, because there's so many people on this earth that do not have access to water, which is a natural resource that is gifted to us by Pachamama for free, um, but people have claimed ownership over it. Um, but I'm not going to go into that today. <laughs> um, even though we all know that I probably could go on for a very long time about it. What I want to talk about today is just a little bit about myself, sharing some of my story and how it is that my spiritual abilities came into play or how I started noticing them and what they've been like throughout my lifetime. Um, I actually got into a conversation with someone the other day and I referred to all of these beautiful things that I'm able to do as spiritual gifts and the person, um, if you're interested in looking him up, he's actually purgatory magic on um, Instagram, was straight up like, listen, nothing about anything that you can do is a gift. A gift implies that it was given to you and it can be taken away. What these things are is they are part of you. They are beautiful parts of you that will forever be part of you and can never be taken away from you. And essentially... You know, that really resonated with me because nothing about who I am can be taken away. Nothing about what I can do can be taken away. Yes, there are times where I feel more connected than others, but it's not because any of these things have been taken away from me, any of these abilities are taken away. It's because, you know, I'm dehydrated or I'm running on empty or... I'm in a place where I'm just not in a space to connect because my vibration at that moment is a bit lower than what it normally is. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, being in darkness and feeling that because we all go through it. And I'm also sorry for all of like the little background noises that keep happening. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with that. For those of us that are called to be at the forefront for those of us who are called to, you know, share our stories and show our faces. For a lot of us, our journeys consist of lots of up and down. And it's essentially like a roller coaster where you have those moments where you are going up so high that it's higher than you've ever been. You're able to see so much of the landscape and everything is amazing, but also scary. But then right after that, sometimes you drop so far low that you feel like you're going to smack down to the floor. And essentially, that's what it's been like for me throughout this spiritual journey. You know, I, I go into darkness consistently and 
I'm finally in the place where, you know, I can say I no longer fear it. And while I'm there, I'm just like, okay, I'm here. What's up? What are you trying to teach me? You know? But for me, I would say that in the beginning, as far back as I can remember, this all manifested for me as dreams. And I, I know I've mentioned this before, um, but I, I'll go into a little bit more detail here. When I was a child, I remember one of the first dreams or, that I can remember was after my uncle had passed away. And when my uncle passed away, I remember being in a dream and I was running somewhere. I don't even know where I was going, but I remember I was running. And there was this point where I went to hop over a wall, you know, because in our dreams, we have like these abilities to just be like freaking ninjas. <laughs> um, my uncle stopped me. And when he stopped me, I remember looking at him immediately and being like, but you're dead. And him looking at me and being like, yes, I am. But there's something that I need you to tell your mother. And I won't go into what he said, but long story short, he asked me to apologize on his behalf to my mother and also to my sister. And I remember waking up and telling my mom about the dream. And at the time, I didn't realize you know, but my mom was trying to protect me and she dismissed it. She told me that it wasn't real, that I was just dreaming. And I kind of left it at that because, you know, you're a kid. You're looking for these things to be validated. But there is so much ancestral trauma and history of being persecuted for things like this that the immediate inclination is to tell you to ignore it. So I didn't think anything of it. And then I remember... um. Sorry for the background noise. Uh, all of a sudden, cars are passing, airplanes are flying over, things are beeping, people are loud. <laughs> um, but I remember waking up one night and hearing my mother speak to my sister. And, you know, spirit is funny in that way where you don't realize in the moment, but it will give you the validation that you need without you knowing. And I heard her speaking and she told my sister that she believed what I said, because I had things, he had things, my uncle to apologize for. And he owed my sister an apology. Um, and I didn't realize it at the time when I was young, but I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, um, it was real. And then as a teenager, I had a friend who passed away. And he would come to me consistently in my dreams. Um, but my experience with him was a little bit different because I could feel him around me pretty consistently and I would speak to him he would always speak back to me through the candle flame so I would know that he was near me because when I would light a candle for him the flame would always rise up super high flicker three times and then stay lit in a, a very firm type of way a very well lit kind of way where the flame wasn't too high or too low but it was very high and very prominent and that's how I knew he was with me. Or I would speak to him and I would ask him to send me signs and he would move things around my room. I remember uh, my brother had like this paper spaceship tied to his dresser. And one time I asked him to show me he was there and like he literally just swooshed the paper so hard that it like started flipping over. And I was like, oh, hey. Um, but with him, I was never scared. I was never worried to have him around me. And 
he would come to me with dreams and we would have conversations and he would talk to me. He would show me things. He would always give me messages for the people around me. I um, had a dream with another person who had passed away. Um, his name was Christopher Naglia. He was one of the most sweetest, sweetest people that I've ever met. He passed away very young from cancer. And I remember I dreamt with him as well. And I remember waking up and I think I might have told the story before, but waking up and feeling the need to Photoshop him into an angel. When I went to his funeral, I showed that picture to his mother and she began crying because she asked him for a sign to show her that he was now her angel. And I kind of delivered that to her. I've also dreamt with an ex-boyfriend who passed away and passed messages to his mother. I've dreamt with my mother since she's passed away um, in moments where I've felt like very stuck and she's consoled me in my dreams. Um, you know, even my grandmother, when she first passed away, she was kind of stuck in that in-between place. And with her, I had sleep paralysis and it was one of the scariest dreams that I've ever, ever experienced. She let me know that she wasn't okay and I was able to do an ancestor elevation for her. And now when she comes to me, she's so much more lighter. She's so much more happy. You know, and from there, it's continuously just manifested for me in different ways, all of these different gifts. I've noticed that with everything that I've gone through, with every um, major event, in a sense, things have kind of thrown me into darkness, flung me into darkness and caused me to get to a place of healing. My mother's death was definitely one of them where, you know, suddenly I realized that I was unhappy and I wasn't happy with the person that I was. And I wasn't happy at the fact that now, you know, I didn't have a mother in this world and my relationship in life wasn't the best with her. And that propelled me onto a journey of realizing that I could create a relationship with her in spirit and help to heal and grow the relationship that we couldn't have in life. I've also, you know, I remember raising my son after my mother had passed away and waking up one day and feeling like I had been on autopilot and just waking up and looking at him and realizing that I needed to be more present and then working from there on getting him evaluated and all of the things that we went through together. You know, with each time that I feel like I've woken up, a new type of being, a new ability, in a sense, kind of manifests itself. Now it's at the point where I have conversations with people. And a lot of times when I have these conversations, I am able to see things in a sense. Um, there are spirits, essentially, a lot of people's dead who come to me when I speak to them, to certain people, and I will have what I call visions of them in my head, where well, they will show me pictures, flashes of different things. And usually it will be something that correlates specifically to them. This for me was something that I struggled accepting very much in the beginning. Um, I kind of thought that I was just crazy because, you know, how, how can somebody have visions in their head? You know, these were the things growing up that my mom told me wasn't really possible um 
but my mom was also able to see spirits so it was kind of interesting to see how that dynamic shifted um fun fact about my mom my mom could always see spirits all around her um since she was a little girl and that's something within my family that many of us have been able to do um but it's never been something that we've been encouraged to talk about it's always been something where it's like we know that it's possible but we don't speak about it until now um and my mom you know she was just trying to protect me so she instilled that fear in me you know thinking well if i share this with people people will think that i'm crazy and i'm in a place now where it's just like this is my reality this is a part of my life this is who i am and i'm not crazy i'm a functioning person i'm a healthy person mentally spiritually physically i could be a little bit better but i'm working on that you know <laughs> full honesty um but i can see them and sometimes i can hear them recently i learned that depending on the strength that they have in spirit and depending on how the what my vibration is and what strength i have with my abilities is whether or not i can hear them and some you can hear some you can't some of them will just send you pictures and it's pictures that they show you to allow for things to resonate with the person that you're speaking to i have a friend who when i speak to her i consistently see her aunt and her aunt always shows me like a beautiful vision of like a field in hawaii where she's holding hands with a little baby pretty consistently to let her know that she's okay i've seen my mother pretty consistently as well and my mom always shows me herself looking very beautiful very healthy very happy and you know for me that's very comforting because my mom when she was alive was very sick i've had experiences with my sister where her dad has come to me as well and he focuses on specific things for me to mention to her so that she understands that he's also with her and he also hears her you know it's just various things that i can feel when i speak to people i'm also able to channel I, a lot of times, can receive messages and understanding from my guides as well as other people's guides when I'm having conversations with them. A lot of times, it's conversations on just what they're going through where I can even just feel the emotions that they're feeling. And I've learned recently that I'm able to do that because I'm able to help people transmute energy and the things that they're holding inside of them. Um, and this is the reason why for me and for a lot of you out there, we tend to be the people that people come to projectile vomit their their shit on, you know, their their feelings, the things that they're going through, their everything, you know, everything that's in their mind. We tend to be the people that they talk to. And afterwards, you know, they end up feeling so much better. And we end up feeling pretty crappy, drained, stuck, sick. Sometimes we're sick for a couple of days after, and that's because we are taking in this energy, but we're not setting any boundaries. We're not realizing that this energy is not our own, and we are essentially keeping it in our body, and it's making us not feel good. So for me, you know, this journey has definitely been one where I've battled a lot of fear. You know, when a lot of this starts to happen, when you start to learn more about the energy that you are, about life as it is, about 
the world and just everything that comes with spirituality, you will feel crazy. You will feel like you have lost your mind at some points. And then when you get to a point where you start to feel it with resonance and understand that it's real, it will feel very lonely because you will feel like you have no one to talk to because no one understands. And it'll get to a point where you have conversations and they feel superficial because you're not willing to talk about the mundane things about life anymore because you know that there is so much more to do with life. And I'm sharing all of this to say that, you know, you're not crazy. There are so many of you out there that are like me. There are so many of you that are waking up that need people like me to show ourselves and to put ourselves in the forefront so that you can understand that you're not alone. And I'm finally in a point where I'm ready to do that and I'm ready to be seen. Because I know that in order for a lot of you to be who you need to be, I need to be who I am. And I accept that. For me, I want to also mention quickly that my Kundalini experience was completely different than a lot of other people. For me, my Kundalini experience started at my crown on the top of my head, where all of a sudden there was this expansion of understanding, this expansion of knowledge, of wisdom, and of all of these beautiful things. And I could understand these concepts of spirituality with resonance. But I still felt kind of stagnant and disconnected. But what I felt disconnected from was my body. And it went down into my third eye and I was able to start seeing things, start seeing visions, start connecting, start just experiencing different things. And then it went down to my throat where I started using my voice and speaking and sharing what I was learning and the wisdom and all of the beautiful things. And then it went to a place where it got to my heart. And for me, my heart space was the hardest to reopen and align because I had closed it all for so long because I had convinced myself that I was unworthy of love and that I was only capable of giving love but in order to give love I had to give love at the sacrifice of myself because that's the way that I had been raised that's what I had been taught I've been I had been raised to people please at the fault of myself at the fault of everyone to the sacrifice of myself so that for me was the hardest. But then I know that when my heart opened, it flung open the door so much that I was able to see so much love that had always been around me without me even realizing. And it allowed me to go back to reflect on my past relationships and to see my past relationships with love instead of from a victim stance of where all of these things happened to me. And now I see all of these relationships as all of these things happened for me. They all happens for me because each and every one of them propels me onto this path that I am on and to changes and to awareness of patterns that have gotten me to this place where I know what it is that I want in life. I know what it, how it is that I want to be loved because I love myself in that way and I will not settle for anything less. For me, my lower three chakras were the hardest to open and balance and flow. There was so much just trauma being carried. There was so much disconnect from the body that I am in. 
Um, I'm also a walk-in. So a walk-in is a soul who essentially signs a contract with another soul who is already living a human existence in a human body. And it's essentially an agreement to switch places. And I agreed with the soul essentially to come into this body about the age of 13, which to be honest is about where my memories start. So for me, for my lower three chakras, there was always so much trauma that was being carried that I didn't necessarily resonate with because I didn't necessarily understand it because I hadn't been carrying it from the beginning. And now that I am able to reconnect with this body and, and love myself and love all of me, I'm able to embrace all of that and kind of allow that energy to continue to flow. Um, and then finally, when my Kundalini hit my root, it essentially made that turn back upward where the energy started to rise again. And now I am experiencing a Kundalini rising um, from my root towards my crown. That has also been interesting. I've been experiencing vertigo and headaches and extreme temperatures where one minute I'm freezing, the next minute I'm sweating so badly. <laughs> um, it's been very interesting to say the least. I will eventually make some type of post or something just talking about this a bit more. Um, but I say all of this to say that every spiritual journey is going to be unique to the person who is living it. Every spiritual journey is going to be different. Our ancestors have given us given us tools. They've given us beautiful tools and foundations that for those of us who need a basis on how to start this journey and a little bit of guidance they've given that to us. There are so many traditions that you can follow. There is so much information that you can follow. I specifically have taken the route of learning bits, some more than others, about different traditions. I've learned about the Yoruba tradition. I've learned about the Bantu traditions. I've learned about Hawaiian traditions. I've learned about many indigenous traditions, Navajo. I'm learning more about the Taino traditions. And what I do is, is I allow myself to take what resonates in my heart with me and to use some of the things that resonate with me as a basis. But then I allow my heart to guide me in the ways that I connect with the spirit and the ways that I connect with my guides and everything that is. And in all of this, I've learned that there is no right way. There is no wrong way. There are no specific rules when it comes to connection. When it comes to using different plants, I would say 100%. There are specific plants that work in specific ways. The Let's say if you're using a flower, the petals and the roots work differently. They work for different things. You can utilize all pieces of everything because everything is energy. But when it comes to connection, when it comes to speaking your to your guides, when it comes to speaking to your ancestors, when it comes to connecting with everything that is, there is no right or wrong way. And your heart will always guide you the right way. You know more 
and what you let yourself believe because there is that doubt that has been placed in you. There is that disconnect that has been placed in you. We are all healing so many generations of trauma right now from being persecuted for little, literally everything that we are, for all of the abilities that we have, for all of the ways that we connect. You know, our ancestors hid their altars in their closets. We are in a space now where we are able to have our, our altars out and about and free. So this journey for me is about reconnecting, embodying everything that my ancestors were and everything that I am. I'm bringing that to an ancient future where we are connecting again. Our ancestors created ways of connecting that fit the world that they live in, but that world no longer exists. But that basis is definitely a foundation for us to take those traditions, to take those foundations, to take all of that beautiful wisdom that they have given us, to bring it to this world that we live in now, this future, and to mold it and to shape it into what fits this future now. And we are able to teach our children to do the same so that it can continue to change, but that wisdom can always be passed in the ways that it needs to be, in the ways that it will resonate. We've always been gifted the tools, and I'm a firm believer that now is the time where we are being called to re-embody all of that back, back again and bring it to the forefront. So I say this to all of you with love, and I give you the gentle reminder that your heart will always guide you out of darkness. And if there is ever a time where you feel lost, look up at the stars to the ancestors who look upon you and know that they will always guide you home. Till next time. Be kind to yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.